everybody, and welcome to the Legion with Live stream, episode number 199, coming low into this world through the temporal vortex, escaping all of Horizon events, to come to be at one with you, to bring joy and peace into this cosmos on the 2nd of February 2019. Uh, my friends, I... I'm your host, Alex Garthon Marsh. With me, as usual, is the lovely, the delightful, the delectable, the sensual Brett Heathen Dog Grissomer. I feel sufficiently pretty. <laughs> you should. Gosh <laughs> darn it. Nice. Yes. How you doing today, Mr. Heathen Dog? I'm doing Dog? pretty well. Doing pretty well. Uh, yeah, pretty much that. Uh, I, bought my, I told you earlier that my uh, dishwashing machine broke, so... I'm I'm back to the I'm back to the 1800s and hand washing stuff. Back to the caveman days. Yeah, it's caveman days. I mean, I I I, I may as well have stone bowls and and like stone you know, knives and bearskin rugs, whittled spoons out of wood and whatnot. Next thing you were talking about if your kid has the croup or not. Oh jeez, I got the gout. What are you talking about? I got the gout. <laughs> uh, in the south, you get the vapors. Well, women do at least. Women do. Oh, yes, I got men, the vapors. <laughs> that's the wrong accent that's okay <laughs> because today we are not talking about the vapors we are going to talk about he did i see the dog anime on the stream a closer look at uryu ishida i can't yeah. actually like i'm quite fond of i must say yes i am fond of him too uh if uh, those of you don't know it's from the anime series bleach i did a i did a review on it like years ago Yes. But before our format. Oh, Baldahar, dishwasher machine broke? Oh, I was going to ask what happened to the wife, but then I realized I am the house husband. I am the dishwashing machine. <laughs> it's true. No and shame. my beautiful no shame wife right there. The reason I wash dishes, because me and my son don't care. We'll just like rinse it off and use it again. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but she, she, she expects soap and stuff to happen. So it happens. I used to just get stacks of paper plates, and then my wife would just look at me disapprovingly. It's like, what? I don't know. What are you kidding? Oh man! Like... Before I was married, I used to I used to go to the store once a week, buy buy uh, fourteen TV dinners, one for lunch, one for dinner. <laughs> that was my that's, that's gold right there. I use plastic forks, and I'm good to go. Dishes are always done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, my my kitchen was spotless. I spotless. I... <laughs> Need a dusty occasionally, but spotless. <laughs> and in Garthon's comic pool, we're talking about the amazing Spider-Man number 14, Heroes in Crisis number 5, and Avengers number 13. I like to title this week's segment of Garthon's comic pool, Why You Suck. <laughs> why, why do you put the worst one in the middle? Ah ha ha! It's like, it's like a crap sandwich. Well, no, no. It's, I'm trying to end the Garthon's comic pool segments on a high note. Oh, so the best of the worst goes to the end. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Man, you had what two and a half weeks to find to find a good one. And all you find hey, was I tried to so use the most one. recent comics. I could oh, have pulled okay. out some comics that went. This was pretty good, but it's not great. This was pretty good, but it's not great. I decided, you know, let's talk about something that's interesting. Comics that make me mad, and here's why. All oh, right. Yeah. Good deal. Or rather, they suck, and here's why. Fair enough. All right. And the RNG, I'm going to talk about how long should a JRPG be? I mean, really. Let's talk about this. Over RPGs in general. On your video games. Right. I have thoughts on this. And I will share them. And they'll become have, your I have, thoughts. I have anecdotes on this. 
There you go. And they'll all become part of your world. Part of your, <laughs> your world. All right. <laughs> and everyone take a deep breath and get ready for all the information your brain can take. A special thank you to all of our current subscribers. Look at that. Holy crap. I know, right? I've did it monthly. This is the beginning of February. We even have more now after the uh, last few days. So thank you very much. Every month we have a subscriber-only giveaway. That one's coming up on, what, the 16th? Uh, I didn't put in the date because we haven't really talked about it, but that was tentative on uh, yeah. February 16th. If you want to make it official, then there you go. Yeah, it's official. February 16th. There it is. That's what it is. All right. And also, thanks to our top do donation through our patrons or Patreon. Uh, Streamlabs donations. Thank you very much, especially Baldahar. He's our top guy. We really appreciate it. Through Twitch, Zon is still our top cheer. Thank you so much. Cheering that Elgarian on. Uh, mm -hmm. January patrons, Brian Hicks, 24 months. Oh my God. Share us over 12. Aaron Matthews is new. Thank you, Aaron Matthews. And through yes. video games, Baldhar, G-Ran, Cherish, thank you for your donations. Most of those were given away, but hey, we give them away to other people. We appreciate that. Uh, actually, Baldhar made me play all of That's true. Games. Baldhar does make you play. <laughs> so he can watch you cry. That's really the goal. Yep. Pretty much it, yeah. And our Twitch follower goal. Look at that. Look at that. Getting up there. Getting, getting up, up there. there. Uh, uh, we're after 1,000. We're at 669. Twitch, we're after 100. We're at 55. YouTube, subscribe. We're at... We're at 1189. We're going for 2,000. Patreon goal, $100 a month. We're $21 a month. You can make a difference with that. It is you, the viewers, who keep us going. I tell you what, there was a time. I'll tell you the truth. I was going to quit. I was like, I can't take this crap anymore, heathen dog. I'm freaking done with this crap. I can't take it. I got stuff to do. This is really getting in the way of my coke habit. I need time to go score. He said, No, Garthon. You can score other nope. times of the week. And <laughs> what about the fans? What about the people who listen to you, Garthon? Exactly right. Let's well, people listen to all of us. We need the synergy. We need the team together. We need you. And I said, I don't know. I don't know. They don't care. They don't care. No one cares. I said, no, they care, Garthon. The wailing of the women, the babies would be so loud. Be the rending of the space. garments, the ashes on the heads. Yep. And he said, yep. who will tell people their opinion about comic books? And who will tell them they are wrong for liking comic books because you don't? And I thought about that. And a light shone through the window. The only one who would do it would be Max Liao. And that would And not... he has the wrong opinions. <laughs> If this was the Angry Slow Show, he'd have the right opinions. There but this is go. the Legion with Livestream, so he has the wrong opinions. Oh, so wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what is said, we're here for you guys. We are. We are. You guys really make it fun through the chat, through talking. Um, me and he the dog, when we talk privately, we do talk about you know how the listeners, the viewers, the chats, the fun we have. So we appreciate it. Hope you guys are having fun. Keep having fun with us. And that's how it all works. So spread the word. Breach going in 20. We're going to have a special contest specific for that venue's supporters. For instance, yep. if YouTube gets a whole bunch of people, then we'll have a YouTube only. Twitch, Twitch only. If all four goals are met and held for three months, we'll have a special giveaway contest that gives out at least 1,000 prizes. He the dog was talking some crazy smack about servers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, uh, if we hit uh, if we hit all four goals, it's going to be a good one. I mean, I'm thinking about giving Duncan Idaho a computer just because I feel bad for him because he's like, oh, I'm going to get a Ryzen 3. A Ryzen 3? What? No, but uh, yeah, if, if we hit that goal, I'm going to I'm going to make a, uh, a Plex media server that, that is able to transcode at least four 1080p videos at one time. All right. And tell you what, send it out. If we hit all four goals and are they're held for three months. I will paint one of our subscribers' pictures as an epic warlord. I will wow. paint it, hand-painted, one-of-a-kind, acrylic, on canvas, suitable wow. for framing. I will paint you. 
outstanding. Outstanding. So I'm talk not about saying I'm good touch, at painting, but you but will have your own epic warlord picture. Yes. It will be it will be epic in, in some way. That's right. Leading the troops, shirtless, all that. <laughs> I will present your very own you. your very own crossing the Delaware. Are you gonna paint my picture picture of my butt as a warlord? If you win, I will paint your butt as a warlord. I will put yep, a Viking helmet on it and the lamenting women all around it. Yep. <laughs> Valdahar sign you. You're already signed up. You're already signed up. You're good to go. <laughs> Get others. Make fake accounts. So <laughs> tell everyone, friends, families, other nerds, join us. Be one of us. We have good times. Uh, we have over 200 uh, family-friendly weekly live streams every week. You all know this. Elgari streams every day. Even though he said he wouldn't, he does. We love him for it. Amazing soda content really is yep. the best, I think. I've seen other soda streams. They make me sad. Only Elgarian rules. And Heathen Dog streams his Let's Plays. Garth and Heathen Dogs do their team-ups, mainly Star Trek right now. That's all good. Um, well, actually, uh, this war of mine, I'm, I'm still completing the second DLC that uh, that Max Liao uh, burdened me with because this stuff is sad. Yeah. It's just sad. I'm currently judging interest in me streaming my uh, console play, uh, PS4, Switch games, that kind of thing. If there's interest, I will stream it. It'll usually be late at night, and it'll usually be a lot of me sitting there in the dark going, this is bullshit. But that's what it'll be. <laughs> Language. What I die? This is crap. This game sucks. I'm trying again. Um, so yeah, let me know if you Sounds want right. to see that. Join the Legion. Spread the word. Discord. Tweet at Legion of Myth. YouTube. Look for Legion of Myth. Twitch. Look for Legion of Myth. Twitch. I think is really one of the best things. Join us live. Chat. Have fun. That's right. Dude, I love it. Twitter's good too. And your dashboard supporting us. Keep us going. Patreon. Streamlabs. Get your gear. We'll talk more about that later. Upcoming mm -hmm. activities, trip subscribers, giveaway, February 2019. We told you about this, but on the yes. 16th, we're giving away yes. more Amazon gift cards. Oh, and I got, I got the, I got the two games. Uh, the, the, the two Steam games we're going to give away. One of them is uh, uh, Injustice, uh, Gods Among Us uh, Ultimate Edition. Okay, that is the DC heroes beating each other up. That is correct. And the other is uh, Mad Max. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great game. The Mad Max yeah, game is I, fantastic. I, I was hunting uh, on GOG, on Humble Bundle, on Steam for, for sales, and I got them, got them both for, for a, a discount. So no, normally though, those are $20 games, but I can, I can get them both for you. Yeah, those are good games. I've played Mad mm -hmm. Max. It's a good game. Uh, Gen Con 2020 is coming up. Your favorite hosts, for, or, well, probably your favorite hosts for the Legion Myth are going to be there. Uh, your ticket registration is January 2020. Activity sign up May 2020, and the event is in August 2020. We know it's early. Sign up now. Save up the save up the cash. Yes, Use coupons <laughs> on your other items. Clip, clip the coupons for for a year and a half. And right, man. We've been warning you, you for it. quite a while now, but we want to see you there. Want to see hi? If you want the opportunity to punch Heathen Dog in the face, this is your chance. You shouldn't do that, but if you want the opportunity to meet him in person, you can. What? Why'd you put that out there? It's in the universe now. Don't punch Heathen Dog. If you want there to give Heathen Dog a hug and then whisper in his ear, I will kill you, <laughs> but not actually do it, that's your chance. Awesome. Or you whisper yep. in his ear, you're sexier in person. That's fine. Or, ooh, or the best, you smell good like ham. Then, you know, <laughs> that's, your, that's your chance. You want to creep someone out? I will give you suggestions. <laughs> Yeah, you're really good at it. I'm creeped out. 
Move on. Just lean in. <laughs> I want to lick you. Stop it. Stop Be it. silent for yes. Stop it. <laughs> don't don't say that. Just do it. All right. So we know it's early. Wow. Start planning now. And join us at Gen Con. We'll hang out. We'll talk. We'll laugh. We'll play games. It'll be great. Here's our Twitch streaming schedule. Every day of the week. Look for something. We got it. We'll talk about more of this later at the end. Merrimax Lionel streams on YouTube. Not safe for humanity. No, no. But join him. Be angry with him. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's, it's it is fun funny. fun watching him be angry. It yes. is. Uh, Foulmouth, Opinionated Rants. We're going to animate comics, games, other topics, nerd and otherwise. Gaming stream on slow news days. He likes to go over news. He likes to talk about people making news and make fun of them because they deserve it. You could even select your own rant. That's what you should do. He should have like the wheel of rants and just spin it. Comics gate. Ah! Then you go. <laughs> if you have suggestions, let us know and join Max Liao. Elgarian streams Twitch. We told you about this earlier. Prizes on every soda stream. People keep giving him stuff to give away because yeah, he is awesome and has a great stream and is highly entertaining. He it's is true. safe for work. Unless you know you're you drive a lot during your he, job, then don't. He's safe don't. for church. He's safe for. With, I would say so. I would say safe low. for church. Yeah, with the volume on low because you don't want to interrupt the. They don't want to interrupt the service, but if you're in a youth group or something. Yeah, you're fine. Elgarian does stream almost every day, Baldhar. What else do we have this evening one? Through the day, Shroud the Avatar in the evenings. He has Room World, Miscellaneous Games, Star Trek Online, Shroud the Avatar. Join him. Ratings. Half awful. Uh, awful. Five. Extraordinary. <laughs> you make up the rest. I, I have a feeling that there's going to be a couple red today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now time for the disclaimer. All right. Collect yourself. Find a friend. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator. They're not representative of the entire Legion of the Organization. While I make an effort by a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Do we really need that without Max? Uh, I mess up sometimes. Yeah, everyone, everyone has an accident. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, where Heathen Dog speaks about anime and lets you know your opinion on it. People of planet Earth, hone your receivers. Earthlings, fleshlings, form yourself a satellite dish out of duct tape and paper plates. Attach it to your craniums and allow the signals to beam directly into your frontal cortexes so there's no barrier of entry between your weak, pathetic human ears and the vibrations that bring the knowledge to that. No, lo, my friends, let it come directly into your mind and form part of your consciousness as it gestates the seed of wisdom that is Heathen Dogs anime on the stream. Wow, you know what? I thought it was cool, but it started getting dirty. And it just got worse. Really? I any of that dirty. You got a sick mind. Just You're watching saying. the wrong kind of anime. <laughs> Hello, I think everyone. that H in Heathen Dog stands for something else now. Oh, wow. Okay. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to Anime on the Stream, where I look at anime that you can commonly find on either Netflix or Hulu, because who wants to buy a whole other platform just for your anime needs? No, you don't need to. That's right. The two most popular platforms on the planet can handle your anime needs now today is a special day 
Because he the dog he the dog meat is tentacle free for three weeks. Boom, three weeks. There you go. No, we're gonna talk about not not an anime, but a character in an anime. We're gonna take a closer look at one of the supporting characters of a popular anime. This one is Bleach. Uh, now, if we were looking at the, the show itself, I'd tell you that it's all about uh, Ichigo Kurosaki, how he he becomes a Shinigami or Soul Reaper, and yes. uh, he and he protects his town from uh, from evil spirits. He banishes them, and he protects his friends and all that stuff, and the zany adventures going on. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a supporting character. I'm going to get to him in a second, but first I'm going to get to the particulars of this anime. Now, I don't read the the Japanese names anymore because, uh, according to Max Liao's wife, I'm getting worse. You are. I'd agree. Yeah, I'm not even Japanese. There you go. So it's I'm not like you're do that. trying to be worse. I'm not though. I'm I know not. that's the thing. Just... I don't think you are, but it's yeah. like you're trying to. It it it's that's so I, I just quit. You know, like quit while you're behind. That's that's my mind. Well, you could be worse, like Nori Yucky Abe, <laughs> Masashi Soga. You know, you're not you're not that bad. Yeah, I'm not that bad. No. But uh, uh, this uh, this anime, like like a lot of popular uh, Japanese anime, it goes on for a long time, 366 episodes, and that's not even that's not even super long. The, the Naruto franchise went off over 500. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you can watch this on Netflix and Hulu, but Netflix only has the first three seasons currently. How many episodes there... of Dragon Ball are there in all the series? Oh, gee, there's got to be a thousand it's over. Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Okay, now, who are we talking about? Who's our spotlight character? Blink. Ryu Ishida. Now, uh, he is, uh, like I said, a supporting character. Uh, but he is one of the more interesting and, I think, powerful characters in the anime. Not for sheer brute force, but from, I don't know, uh, knowledge, uh, tactical prowess, and force of will. Really. Now, he's a high school student, just like the main character. He's he's 15. He's a Scorpio. No, seriously, he's a Scorpio. I, I, I know that for some reason. Well, they always, uh, in anime, they like to put down blood type and, uh, yeah. mainly yeah. blood type, but also uh, Aquarius sign. They love yeah. putting that yeah. stuff in. They really, because the, the fans the fans in, J- in Japan love it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he excels in mathematics. What's his and, blood type? And sewing. I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. And sewing. Really, no. There, there's it a comes, whole episode. It comes on, into the plot. On, it does. It, there's a whole episode on his sewing ability. But uh, he is analytical and thoughtful. He always thinks before. He doesn't just jump into a situation like like the like the quote unquote hero Ichigo. He just jumps in and just kind of pushes through, no matter what obstacle he sets off or trap he blunders into. He just kind of like fights his way through. No, no. Shida just doesn't fall into the trap. That's the easiest way to not to defeat a trap is to go around it. Sounds sounds smart. And he and if plan A fails, he always has a plan B. If plan B fails, he's got a plan C. There isn't a point I found in the anime where he ran out of backup plans. His his whole his whole idea of uh, of winning is practice, practice, practice. That's it. Ishida's blood type is AB. That's great. Okay, now what's what your blood is... type? He the dog. O negative. Mm. That explains a lot. It does. My blood type is WD. WD forty. Good, good job, Alder. All right. Well, Garcon's O positive. Just so you know. Oh, there you go. He is the last Quincy. Uh, Quincy is a group of near humans 
and they they explain why he's not quite human in the in the manga they don't do it in the anime but uh they 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 have the ability to manipulate spirit particles or rishi now this allows them to see spirits because if they can manipulate them they can see them so makes sense they can, they can see spirits they, they can form energy constructs now usually this takes the form of a bow bow and arrow because th that's their shtick they're archers but uh they they can also form uh sword-like things that they, they can they can form shields they can form uh platforms that they can ride on if they're if they're in an actual spirit realm the real world does, doesn't have enough uh spirit particles just lying about to do something like that but uh yeah let's go ahead and, and uh, take a look at that bow i'm talking about in the beginning of the series this is what he looks like All and right. uh, this is this is his normal uh quincy outfit it's it's white as a, a stark contrast to the shinigami black and uh, in his first appearance, he challenges Ichigo to a hollow killing contest. He actually has a, a, a hollow is there are the evil spirits I was talking about earlier. Isn't one they more actually... closely associated with death in Japan? Uh, white more closely associated with death. Unlike in, in the Europe where black is. Yeah. Yeah. Black. Black is bad and white is good. I don't. The, they had no no connotation that uh, that the, the, the Quincy's were seen in a bad light, except except from from by uh, by shinigami but i'm going to explain that in a second uh now in in this in this contest he has a uh hollow bait basically that he busts in the air and it causes hollow to come and you know they smell food i want food and of course their food is our uh, spirits of dead people they eat them so uh he starts the contest whoever kills the most hollows in in 24 hours wins fair enough yeah and we have a clip of him uh, going on and killing some hollows if you want to check that out. Now, oh, you got the clips reversed. Clip number one. Well, the one was him shooting hollows. Nope, this is that's not it. That's not it. Yeah, one is him shooting hollows right there. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, this isn't it. That's it. I'm showing it right now. Nope. Nope. No, what you're seeing on the stream isn't. I'm playing it right now. Oh, okay. That is, yes. Yeah. There you go. Yes. And as you can see, he doesn't miss at all, which is convenient. And and he can bend it like Beckham. There you go, boom in the air. Yep. Now, uh, the reason he did this is because he hates Shinigami, and uh, Ichigo became a a, a, a Soul Reaper, a Shinigami, and he wants to prove his dominance over him. All right. Now, during during this twenty four hour period, Ichigo is like, "What are you doing? People can get hurt." You're, you're basically calling monsters to our town. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, not a good which idea. Is, one thing. Which is a fair argument, really. Uh, now, when he when he, when uh, when Uryu responds, he tells him the backstory of the Quincy versus Shinigami, and we find out that uh, the Shinigami did not like the Quincy killing Hollows. Now, there's a whole thing when when a Soul Reaper kills a hollow that hollow is purified and its soul goes to the afterlife when a quincy kills a hollow the evil the evil spirit is destroyed not purified destroyed so it doesn't go on to the afterlife and there is an imbalance ah so so the soul weepers were like no you got to stop because you know you're creating a balance in the universe and the Quincy were like, yeah, we'd love to stop, but uh, hollows are attracted to dead people and people with high spiritual energy, like all of us. 
So... And there's not enough of you to protect us, so we have to protect ourselves. If you don't like it, you can suck it. Well, this did not sit well with the with the Soul Reapers, and the Soul Reapers decided to purge the Quincy from the Earth and basically killed most, almost all of them, like 95% of them. So, uh, yeah. Not kind, but angry. effective. Yeah, a little bit angry. He's he's got some anger, which I get. Uh, he's angry again because he is the last Quincy. His grandfather uh, was his teacher, and uh, his his grandfather was uh, found himself surrounded by five very very powerful hollows, and the Soul Reapers knew what was going on, but waited purposefully waited hours to go help him. Well, so, so, so he would die. Yeah, they they did that on purpose because they're jerks. Yeah, they're jerks. So he hates Shinigami, and uh, that's that's not that's, that's understandable, completely understandable. Now, throughout this whole uh, this whole rigmarole, the whole their whole contest thing, he grows to have a grudging respect for Ichigo. Ichigo only, okay? Ichigo right. only. You know, because he's he's not really a Shinigami. No, he he's is not. A, He's a human with Soul Reaper powers, right? So I can kind of like him. He's not terrible. Fine. Okay, that's cool. Now, bit, bit of a hothead, but he's not a total jackass like most of exactly. Shinigami. Now, later on in the series, where we get to the uh, Soul Society invasion arc, uh, he has grown to have a reluctant friendship with not only Ichigo, but Rukia, Chad, Inoue, and all, all the other, other supporting characters. And because they, they fought together many, many times, uh, ever, ever escalating more, more powerful hollows. And uh, Rukia is taken back to Soul Society and she and they, they find out she is going to be tried and then executed for giving her powers to Ichigo, create, making, making him a Soul Reaper in the first place. Well, obviously, Ichigo can't have that. And Chad and anyway are like, oh, we're in, we're in. We, we got to go. We got to we got to get this guy. And uh, at first, uh, Ishida was like, nah, that sounds like Soul Reaper business. I don't know about that. And everyone's like, dude, really? Really? So he has to he has to reconcile in his head. Like, no, no, no. He's not going to save a Soul Reaper, which Rukia is a Soul Reaper, full-on Soul Reaper. He's going to, to dash the plans of Soul Reaper as a whole, of the Soul Reaper society, by by springing a condemned prisoner from their from their maximum security facilities that that is yeah. what he's doing so that's what he does now to do this he needs more power all right and his grandfather when he was young entrusted him with a combat tool called the sanrig glove now what this does is you put the glove on right and you train with it and this glove allows you to absorb more spirit energy than your body would normally allow about seven times your maximum amount. Hmm. Now, once you train with this glove and you master it, you can never take it off because yes, it allows your body to absorb more than it safely can, but it is also the governor for this energy. So the energy won't burn you out. But if you do take it off, you will have seven times your, your maximum power for a short period of time. You will be basically unstoppable. And uh, he, he hits a point 
where he's fighting a, a soul reaper captain and these these guys these captains are hundreds of years old extremely experienced very very powerful and he's losing yep. now normally this wouldn't be a thing he would retreat regroup figure out a new strategy and come back to win but he found out that this particular soul reaper he's the he's the the uh, captain of the 12th squad and that the 12th squad is the research and development squad he uh and this uh this captain tells him that yeah the last the last quincy i i i saw uh i took in for experimentation he was an old man he was beaten by by some uh some hollows and uh yeah i experimented on him for weeks until he finally died and then he showed him a picture and it was his grandfather oh that's gonna make him a little upset so at this moment he has to he has to think do i want to win or do i want to live and after seeing that picture of his grandfather in a horribly mutilated state, because this was this picture was taken at the end of the experiments, yep. he decided, "I want to win." Yeah, and and that's when we go to our next clip. Yes, he's all beaten up, but he's angry. Oh yeah, and he's apologizing to his grandfather in advance for breaking the glove. Screw that limiter. Yeah, that head of technology dude from the Shinigami was a really messed up jerk. Oh yeah, he is. A, he is. He's like the Joker, basically. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, in in this form, uh, well, let's, let's back up. Normally, a, a Quincy can uh, can take spirit energy from his from his surroundings and make his uh, his bow and his arrows and stuff. Now, now he's so powerful that in Soul Society, everything is made of spirit energy. Not, not just in the air, but it's also in all of the matter is actually spirit energy. He He's powerful enough to break apart walls and ground and rip them into pure spirit energy and use that to power his attacks, which are fantastic. Yeah. We see, we see our next slide. Uh, so he broke the glove, drastic power increase. He easily, he easily defeats the captain. Basically, two shot at him. Shot him one time, blew his left arm off. Shot him again, blew through his most powerful attack, and then his gut. Like, when I, when I say blew through, I mean like an uh, uh, eight-inch hole in his gut. <laughs> yeah, Mark says, funny thing is it doesn't even kill him, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it doesn't kill him because just like, just like Ashida, he's got plans within plans. I mean, he had an escape route just in case. He's a freaky now, weird dude anyway. Exactly. He you really should die because he doesn't I don't want him to live. He's yeah, a bad same. guy. Yeah, he's a super bad guy. Anyway, uh and for the next few minutes, he is insanely powerful. But next few minutes after that, his power starts to fade. After about a day, he couldn't fight anymore. All right. He now, was burned out. He he burned himself out. Now losing his powers. Now, this is the anime only. This wasn't in the manga. This this bount arc was not in the manga all right so so this is anime only but since i'm doing an anime on the stream not a manga on the stream this ah this is what you get yeah now he finds another combat tool all right this this one is is called the uh the soshingu which is uh uh what they call it in english they translate it to quincy bongle bangle 
all right something like that i don't know it's dumb what what it does is uh it, it mimics a quincy's powers now normally it's it it's uh it's for old quincy's who whose body cannot handle gathering and focusing uh spirit energy anymore so so they use this to gather and focus it for them well it's perfect for him I mean, he still knows how to direct it. He still knows how to use the power. He just, his body no longer is able to gather and focus the energy. So he uses the spirit tool to do it. Awesome. Makes sense. Except this thing has some drawbacks. Uh, using it continuously, like throughout, throughout an entire fight, causes it to overheat and possibly explode. Well, that'd be bad. That would be super bad. Super bad. Now he he figures out a way to to, to mitigate this damage somewhat, but uh, but but by the end of this arc, it does blow up, and then he's left powerless again. Yeah, I kind of expect that. Yeah. So what's it got to do? Well, he swallows his pride and he goes to see his dad. Now his dad is a trained Quincy, but he's given he's forsaken all all Quincy nonsense. When uh, um, when when his entire people were decimated by the by the soul reapers he's like screw it they want us out i'm out yeah and so he gave up on all that but he did learn a lot from from uh from the people that that he trained from that that ishida could not because they were dead the only the only one left who had any real knowledge was his father and his grandfather and his father wouldn't train him obviously yeah but his his father knows how to how to bring his powers back it's a chance It could get him killed. No, that'd be unfortunate. Yes, but as as you can see here, uh, his his father shoots him in the chest. Now the 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 whole procedure is that uh, you you run the the uh, the person who lost the powers, you run them ragged till they are physically and emotionally exhausted, and then you shoot them two inches below their heart with a with a, a, a properly freak an arrow of the proper frequency and it could restart their quincy powers or just flat out kill them yeah either way yeah either way you know whatever but hey you know what uh ryu was was uh desperate he yeah. he had no he had no other way to get to get power back uh so this was it now his father made him a deal it's like i'll do this for you but win or lose if you live, you can never associate with Soul Reapers ever again. Dun, dun, dun. And he said, oh, sure, yeah. Of course, he was lying. Well, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, and, and his father's not stupid. He must have known that that his son was lying, but he did it anyway. At least he was willing to lie right to his face, you know. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it did work, and he got his powers back, and better than ever. Uh, for the Arankar arc, he's back in the fight. Now... Uh, as you can see here, his his energy bow has changed. If you remember from our, our first slide, it was it looked more like a regular longbow. Now it looks more like a spiderweb type symbol thing. Now his his first his first bow was called Kojaku, which means uh, uh, Lone Sparrow. This one is Ginrei Kojaku, which is Lone Sparrow on a Silver Cliff. That's what it's called. That's what his bow is called. It is. Now, this one can fire 22 full power arrows per second or 1,200 uh, bolts, like, like crossbow bolts, instead per second. It yeah, that's, is that's a lot. It is a carpet bombing of death, basically, is what it is. 
his speed has increased his uh his abilities have increased everything has uh has gotten better because of what training unlike ichigo who just powers through who just keeps going wait i found a new power oh i've connected with this power oh you know no 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 uh ishida go ishida trains studies and gets better now he doesn't get as powerful as ichigo but he gets much more versatile he can do so much more because he's actually put in the book time and the research along with the training to be this versatile to 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 be able to do basically anything that needs to be done and to have a plan for it already he's already practiced it now all of his other powers i I could go on with all of us up he has a he has the ability to trap someone he has the ability to not only create a trap but to cause that trap to explode uh he he can he can create uh uh specific uh spirit landmines uh what else can do he can uh he can steal steal energy constructs from other people he uh he uses his bow to to shoot to shoot their energy sword or their energy weapon and it 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 loosens the spirit energy and then he can suck it up to power his own attacks that sounds good he can do all that stuff you know why because he trained he practiced he He studied you read a book exactly right uh so that is uh that is uh ryu ishida the most interesting and in my opinion most powerful and versatile character in the series of bleach i always enjoyed him i thought he was cool i always yes. want to see more of him yes but i thought they did a good job making it most of the characters really interesting it's true it's true now uh i hear i hear a lot a lot of people uh compare naruto and bleach and there are some similarities between naruto and ichigo and sasuke and ryu ishida orange haired naturally gifted dude orange haired naturally gifted doesn't study punches through everything outcast who becomes loved outcast who becomes loved yep and then there is sasuke who is brooding uh genius uh trains super hard is super good at everything because of it and that's exactly what ishida is and i understand the parallels i get it there are they are there but it's not lazy writing it's just that they're they're writing for their audience yeah those are common you're when you're writing for let's largely teenage boys that's the theme they want exactly you know that that's that's what they want as they they get uh, older and and come into their power you know they run stories that other people do and so exactly exactly right so they're they're writing to the audience you know they 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 want to create something but they also want it to sell so i get it i get it Duncan it says, doesn't take away uh, from the entertainment Duncan says, it's gonna put the work into just get into a losing position forcing narrative to causality to give him new power to continue uh whereas early briefly we're thinking with the dichotomy ichigo is a dumb muscle and rukyo is like a mage type well, that's very true yeah. yeah yeah but they all did their own thing very interestingly though they were they definitely are not the same series Teenage, Teenage boys, boys graduate, to, graduate Batman. to Batman. <laughs> Unless there's a crowbar involved. Oh. All right. What were your thoughts? What'd you think of this segment? Do you do you like the the closer look at uh, at secondary characters? If you do, great. Throw up uh, throw up in chat or go to Discord or Twitter and and uh, drop a secondary character you want me to do a dive on. Uh, what do you think of Bleach? I mean, uh, obviously, Mar Hawkman and, and Duncan have 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 their opinions. What are yours? What are yours? And any future anime? 
that you want me to take a look at something you saw on netflix or something you saw on hulu and you're like i don't know if i should do that i'll do it for you i'll jump on that grenade and i'll tell you how it is good idea heathen dog all right, thank you very much, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this segment. Don't miss an episode. You can follow Heathen Dog on Twitch and get notified. Say, hey, I wonder what Heathen Dog is doing stuff. Oh, that's great. And then, oh, y'all want to subscribe because that'll make things better. Then, like, you can go to for exclusive giveaways. You know what's also good? YouTube. You can subscribe. Zap, zap, zap. Hitting that little bell. Make the lightning. And everything is better in your life. That's a promise. So, with more Heathen Dogma, what could you get with more Heathen Dogma? Well, your life gets even better. Find a key to heaven when you get closer to Heathen Dog. So, those two things aren't necessarily related, but you can do both. So, if you find Heathen Dog on YouTube, you look at his Heathen Dog with segments, his anime RPG segments, his team of segments, past streams, past plays, so many things, so much entertainment. If you love your Heathen Dog, and we do, you can always find more on the YouTube. And make sure to check out his streams Monday, 8 p.m. Central, right now doing this War of Mine DLCs. The brutal and brooding and sad, but awesome to watch. Super sad, man. Super Damn sad. It, Max Liao. Oh, Mark Mahawkman, uh, uh, Vical from uh, Dragon Ball Super. Oh yeah, uh, Universe Two, uh, a warrior from Universe Two in the in the tournament. Broly got his own movie. He did Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I'm not that into Dragon Ball, so I I, I understand. I, I just heard it was really good. Yeah. All right, thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. Now it's time for Garthon, doing Garthon's comic poll. Garthon's comic poll is a weekly stream about comic books currently released and my opinions on them and whether or not they are worth reading. So everyone, here it is. Why aren't you playing? You should be playing. Oh, I don't want to. Oh. oh, see, I had a good cue, but I had all the music all messed up. Let's try it again. Yes, Garthon's comic poll! All right. First up, The Amazing Spider-Man, number 14. Written by Nick Spencer. Pencils by Chris Bacalo. Inks. Alve, Wayne Fauché. I think that's Fauché. Wait, be is, are you saying Pig Latin? That's what it says. Alve, okay. Wayne Fauché, John Livesey, <laughs> and Tim Townsend. That's a lot that of inkers. Like Pig Latin. <laughs> that's a lot of inkers. We'll talk about that. Colors wow. by Chris Bacalo. The same guy did the pencils. And the covers by Ryan Otley and Nathan Fairbairn. Fairbairn. That means, like, good boy in Gaelic. Okay. So, uh, do you like this art on the cover? Do you like that? That's pretty good. That's the best the art is. This art sucks. <laughs> uh, I, 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 Don't sugarcoat it. No. I, Chris Bacalow. Oh, wow. He oh, draws wow. better than I can. I'll give him that. But it's hard to read a book full of this. He also did the colors. These pages have... All right, here's two pages. There's a total of two colors. Oh, wait, three. I just saw green. There's three colors in the whole freaking two pages. Wow. And the whole book's like this. And all of, the, all of the faces and bodies are... Yeah, everything's super distorted. Everything's yeah. really rough. It, I don't know what high school they pulled this guy out of and said, hey, you know, we'll buy you a bag of dope if you can finish our book. He went, sweet! And <laughs> <laughs> this... I They had really good artists right up until now and this I, I can only imagine they went through four inkers because one would do three pages and say no f this this is crap and walk <laughs> out 
And they're like, oh, hell. <laughs> then they have to get the next guy. Next. You know, and he's like, you know, oh, what the hell? It's like, oh, boy, I'm working for Marvel. What the hell's this? Uh, and they gave up. This is very mean what I'm saying. But that's it doesn't look good. It was hard to read this book because the art was so bad. And it doesn't help that this is one of those transitioning between stories books. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, 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 arguably the most important part of a graphic novel is the graphics, right? Yeah, and this does not look good. It's hard to read. The art is bad. Everything's muddled. The way page setups were done were done was not very well. I mean, okay, like let's look at the page on the left. You're doing the Craven the Hunter and Arcade. Arcade's the guy in the suit. In the top left panel, Arcade looks like he's that old guy from the Music Man. Okay. Yeah. In the middle panel, he looks like he's eight. Yes, that's true. And then in the bottom left panel, he looks like he's in his 20s. Yes. And there's a ton of dialogue. As Duncan just said, there's a lot of dialogue in this whole book. This whole book is a crap ton of dialogue. It's really dialogue heavy. It doesn't need to be. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, uh, on the page on the right, there is no one actually talking? No one's actually talking. That's Peter Parker thinking to himself the whole time. Wait, that, wait, is, is, is that a thought bubble on the, in the Oh, middle? wait, no, wait, there's one. There's one. There's one panel oh, where the okay. lizard is making a joke. Okay, got it. Uh, Lizard's right. had a lot of plot development with his character. He's now in control. His family, who was killed, was brought back during the clone stuff last year. Mm-hmm. And when all the clones were dying, he was like, oh, crap. And he actually injected his clone family with the lizard serum, the modified lizard serum, so they're not crazy, to regenerate them to keep them alive. Which worked, but now they're all lizard people. But they're less lizardy than he is. Right, right. There are more people than lizard. He's more lizard than people. Right. But that's causing tension in his family because, like, his son still wants to go out to regular school and have regular friends, but he's like a lizard person. And his son is like, well, I know there's a school full of full of people who look weird and, and full of mutants. They're like, yeah, you're not a mutant. To which I'm, I, my thought is always yeah, like, you know what? I don't think they dis- discriminate. Like, no, you're the wrong kind of freaky lizard. You can't come yeah, to our school. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll have a problem with that. Yeah, they're not going to say like, no, you're not yeah. discriminated against in the right way. You, no. And you know what? If he's not a mutant, he's a mutate, you know? And Spider-Man taught at the X-Men Academy for a while. And he's not a mutant either. He's a mutate. No. So yep. your argument is invalid. But then again, it was Lizard's wife make the argument she's not a scientist. So who cares? Who cares? Too much dialogue. Basic thing, Craven is putting the band back together. Even though he was dead, he's not anymore. Um, Arcade's dialogue is really funny. Though. I'll give him that. It's not in very long. It's like two pages. But Arcade's great in this book for when he's in there. Um, Marhawkman says... Did he use Melissa Kasumi's notes on it? She was a student of his who made a variant serum that he used on herself. The, uh, maybe. I don't... They never was specified, but probably. But I remember the female lizard. But uh, anyway. So... <sighs> All right. So let's talk about the story. What, what there is of it. All right. Basically, it's about family tension with lizard's family. And his son runs away. Um, at the same time, Aunt May 
finds out from her lawyer that she's broke, even though there's no way she should be because she had a ton of money when she was working for Parker Industries, but she wasted it all apparently or something. Her husband, who died, was a famous author, and but for she some reason, getting royalties. well, he died. She should be getting royalties, but they're like, oh, they're not giving royalties. Then, like the lawyer who was her husband's best friend hits on her, and she gets all offended, and some other stupid crap happens with that. I don't know why there's a separate Aunt May storyline. No one buys this book for Aunt May. If I wanted Aunt May, I would buy the the Sinister Adventures of the Golden Oldie. I'm not buying that. <laughs> um, also, uh, in the restaurant later, Rhino comes crashing through. That's what he does. Yes, but but when I saw them, I'm like, wait, Rhino's supposed to be a good guy now. He was just working with Miles Morales as a good guy. And it turns out he's still a good guy. He was just trying to get away from Taskmaster and, and uh, Black Ant. Who, have been, who were hired by someone else to hunt him down. Spider-Man gets involved. They fighty-fight for a bit. He teams up with Rhino. They fighty-fight for a bit. This book was boring, overlong, confusing to read. The art sucked. The color sucked. It was hard to get through. It was, it was a chore to finish this book. I was skipping dialogue boxes by the end because like, my time is better spent than reading this book. It, is, it wasn't good. Um... Nick Spencer's Spider-Man run has been okay. I don't gonna say it's been great. He's had some good issues. It was better than his... What was he on before? Oh, Captain America! Where he totally destroyed that. This, yeah, is, this has been better. Background. This has been better than that dumpster fire. But this issue sucks. And if the art was good, I could get over the story. But the story's not very good. It's not very interesting. Nothing about this book to me felt like a Spider-Man comic. I'd read that one. <laughs> Not even as Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. Well, you know, that's different. Um, that wouldn't be the Spectacular Adventures of the Golden Oldie. Uh, that would be way too young, hot Aunt May goes on the town or whatever. Yep. So. Gets her groove back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that'd be good. Yep. She's gone Aunt, through Aunt May it. gets her groove back. That that's that's like Spider-Man 3 right there. She's gone through two it. husbands in the comics at this point anyway. Yep. Well, 3 if you count her very brief marriage to Otto Octavius. Mm, fair. Or did that get interrupted? I think she did marry him. But it got annulled almost immediately. Anyway. What do we got? I was so unhappy with this book. This book made me sad. I didn't I really really wanted No, I'm doing it. 1.5. I can't stand it. There it is. Love it. Love it. It's just, I love it. It sucked on so many levels. Wow. It wasn't fun. It wasn't interesting. I liked the Taskmaster Black Ant part. That was neat. The art sucks so bad, though. There's so many worse art pages, but that's what I can find online easily. All right. You need to get a scanner. Yeah. Heroes in Crisis, number five. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Written by Tom I mean King. Wow. Art by Clayman. Color by Clayman. Cover by Hair Sign Burrito. That's what it says in the book. This cover sucks. It's not great. By the way, Spider-Man cover does not appear anywhere. It does not happen anywhere. Here's a Crisis cover. Does not happen. Yeah, but is it just me or Superman's ears a little too low? He's Kryptonian. 
Oh, okay, got it. Everyone knows Kryptonians can move their ears around to hear. But that's how super hearing works. That, I, sorry, sorry. That's perfect. Uh, don't I die? Yeah, they look way too low. They do. I don't know. Maybe it's all angle. You know, who knows? Maybe they're rough. They're fine, and it's just angle. Sure. All right. Interior art is fantastic. As I've said before, Clayman is wasted on this book. He is so freaking good. And this book is so freaking boring. It is a ton of Booster Gold after an excellent Superman story arc where he yeah. showed he was competent and intelligent and was actually working with uh, the time police, essentially, yeah. to make sure he's, he's stable. Yeah. He, you found out he was just playing a part this entire time. Right. It blew my freaking mind. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great arc. He's an absolute and, freaking idiot yeah. in this. And also, Blue right Beetle back. is an absolute freaking idiot in this book. Where, in just a, well, actually quite a few years ago now, when he was killed right before all the OMAC stuff and the, uh, ah, what was that called? Anyway. Brother Eye? There was a big, it was a, one, it was a big DC story arc, like, gosh, yeah. 15, 20 years ago now. Um, but there was a massive arc where all of the heroes were being deceived by, why am I blanking on these names? The psychic guy who Amanda Waller had a big thing with recently. Who recently, anyway. Oh, 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 Max, uh, Manchester Black. No, not Manchester no. Black. It's no, Max no, no. something. Ah, uh, damn, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, uh, anyway. But after he betrayed everyone and was uh trying to kill off the Justice League. Max Lord. Max that's Lord. It. Max that's Lord. Right. Yes. Thank you. Right. It was Blue Beetle who figured it out. And when Max Lord found him, he was like, you know, and Blue Beetle confronted him. Max was like, you know, I thought it was going to be you. Either you or Batman. But you know what? Batman's actually a little too set in his ways. Only you think outside the box. You're a genius detective. You don't give the credit you should. And then he killed him. <laughs> You know, so Blue Beetle, this incarnation, is a genius detective. He shouldn't be an idiot like he is in this book. But you know who's not an idiot in this book? Nope. Harley Quinn. She's perfect Son and wonderful and could do everything. And Batman tries to interrogate Skeets, the little robot who follows her in Booster Gold, to find Booster Gold's location. And Skeets won't give him any information. So Batgirl says, don't worry, I'll run an algorithm on him. Uh, I have some 21st century cracking stuff I'll be able to use. He's like, all right, let me know. So he hands it off to her. She says, so, you know, Skeets, you know, he's like, he's like, I tell you, I don't know where he is. He's like, yeah, but we think there's probably some base code in you that is always tracking him. So you can always be together. And you just don't want to tell us, but it's in there. So he, so she takes him to a playground. And he's like, this is where your equipment is? Like, oh, there's some equipment here. She like ties him up. Ties like the little flying robot car. It's like, so, so how are we... So what algorithm is it? And then Harley goes out, I'm the algorithm sugar, and decides to start hitting with a hammer, so he'll give it up. Oh, my All right, God. when did Batgirl turn freaking evil enough to team with Harley Quinn? Two, isn't she on the run as well? Didn't it just show an, an issue ago that she was the one killing everyone? Yeah, yeah. What? You can't even have continuity in between two books? Like, number four and number five? Right, this, this story is incomprehensible. Basically, this story is all superheroes, sad, pathetic, worthless inside, can do nothing. Uh, Harley Quinn, super powerful, totally together. She, she might have killed some people, but she has it together. She's strong. She's a yeah. strong woman. Yeah. Uh, there is a panel where she, like one of these 
like see Booster Gold in one of these like uh, confession panels they do? Is this Cassandra Kane Batgirl? No, this is uh, Gordon Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, the the one who was shot. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. she was shot and she should have been or she was Oracle, but now she's not. Right. Yeah, this is by my favorite writer, Tom King, where everyone's sad inside and Batman has to stand in the rain and cry. Now um, everyone's got to cry, including now us. Now everyone stands in the rain and cries. Or has to talk about deep psychological issues because they're all so sad inside. Where? And, and the last page of the book is Harley Quinn doing one of those sessions where she talks about how she was with the Joker. And like one time Joker told her a joke. It says, uh, he says, so Mr. J says, why the chicken cross the road? And I said, duh, you hit the other side. And he said, no, to go to the moron's house. And then he said, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? And he said, the chicken. And then he started hitting me. He hit me. He hit me hard. Yeah, we know that. We know You're that. You're a punching bag, lady. That's how it works. And so it's like, wait, so now we're supposed to forgive all her ashes because she's a victim. We know you're a victim. That's why you're a supervillain. And you should not be with the heroes. And they should never take any of your counsel. This is freak. This... A lot of people are saying that Superman gives a very inspiring speech in the middle of it. It's the same we're heroes and we do everything we can for you speech that's been done a couple times. But this one is super extra. We go through such pain and we keep fighting for you. Oh, gag me with a pitchfork. Ah! This art is so good. This cover sucks. This writing is so bad. It's not like it's illiterate writing. It's not like it's the scratchings of the wall of a madman. It's just like someone who sees weakness and sadness in everything they ever, in the world. I'm not going to say themselves, I'm not going to psychoanalyze, but every character in these books that he writes is sad and broken and worthless inside. And I'm tired of it. It's not fun reading. There are some people who think it's great because that's how things are. Bullcrap, no, that's how things no, are. No, it's not. Oh, like, especially not for a superhero. Ah, one star. I give it one star because the art's good. Wow. Wow, the art the art is really good. It's still only rated a I half can't above take exists. it. And part of the one star is when I was looking for like art to grab for this, I look at other people's reviews. And they're like, Oh, it's so great. No. They give this makes you no. more angry. Superman gives a speech. No. Oh my he has to stop the little speech and one woman has to put his, her arm you know, her hand on his shoulder to give him the strength to continue. Oh God. There's a scene with with uh, Superman's like, look yourself up online about the how people have found out like superhero psychiatric hospital, and Lois is like, yeah, you can't help everyone, you know, come to bed, you know. It's like, no, it's like you need to hold someone, come, hold, come to bed. He's like, I just, I just need a little more time. So basically, it's like he, his wife, Lois is searching to him, reaching out to him, and he can't even be there. It's crap. Ah. It's, it's like he's taking it upon himself to ruin everything. And I don't understand. I think what gets me is I don't understand how other people are saying how great this is. The art's great. The story sucks. The characterization sucks. What the characters are doing sucks. 
this is a bad comic book. And if you like it, you should feel bad. You are the problem if you like this book. Of course, I'm buying it, so I guess I'm part of the problem. Mm. Uh, speaking of which, DC, give me Jingle, free books. I give <laughs> reviews every week. We need to give that kid four review copies. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need to let him review our books early. Let's send him a couple pallets. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers number 13. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Dex is need to setting other than melodrama story like this. Uh, that, great that bit. Is a, that is a very nicely. Imp- All melodrama, it's background. Yeah. That is a very empowering cover. It that, is. That is- that, that that is not a, a special uh, crotch ninja attack. Nope, it's a it's let, an actual I, attack. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I set down the comic books on my computer desk downstairs. Um, after I like looked stuff up and typed it up, so I set the comic books down, and that book was on top. And then I thought about it. I have three kids. I have a thirteen-year-old son, a twelve-year-old daughter, and a ten-year-old daughter. I looked at that book, and I put a different cover on top of it because I didn't want my little girl seeing that. Like, what kind of books is Daddy reading? You know, I, I didn't yep. need that. Yeah. So, yeah, great job with that. It's, it's, it's not even like a sexy crotch shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Star, but... D- 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 Duncan is confused the same way. Is she being – is she falling at us, or is she being pushed away from us? She's – well – yeah, judging by the way, like the the energies coming she from her hands. She could be falling backward, or I, she could be coming forward. She's supposed to be leaping off a mountain, I guess. But okay. anyway, or she could be laying on a beach, like a rocky outcrop of a beach. There you go. And then you just woke her up, and she's like, ah! Or she's falling off a cliff. That's what's oh, going or on. Or she's falling off a cliff. So you know what? Yes. Open to interpretation. That's what good right. art is. Got it. Oh, yeah, sure. <sighs> All right. Written by Jason Aaron. Art by Andrea Sorrentino. Colors by Justin Pontor and Eric Arseniega. Cover by Steve Epting. Steve's covers are normally better. The, mm. I, I mean, the anatomy's good. It, you know, mm. it's just there's not enough cues to get, like, perspective, motion. Uh, the right. energy trails, if she's coming down at you, should be, like, further back, but it doesn't. you don't really get that impression. So there's yep. a lot of things wrong. Yeah. So, Physics-wise. Yeah. This is bad. Um, interior art's not bad. It's not great. Uh, these pages are actually kind of dull. It gets more interesting later. Okay. I had no issue with the art. It was, it's good. It's good. It's not bad. Serviceable. Yeah. Anatomy's not bad. Uh, there's actually some really good. I like the way the artist did the fight scenes because they're not a whole lot of wah, 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 but it's a very much like the moment of impact type stuff. But like like just after, like you would see like in a pose in a martial art film or something. Right. Uh, the martial arts moves she does are very true to what I've seen in martial arts books, uh, wushu films and stuff, right? So yeah, that was that part was kind of neat. Overall, the story is actually pretty interesting. Talking about the original Iron Fist of one million BC and uh, how Kun Lun's like this other realm, and she was cast out for daring to teach kung fu to cavemen, and so they killed all the cavemen she taught, and then they were going to kill her too, but she decided she was going to die. Ended up. Uh, it was kind of funny because they threw, they basically threw the cave this pit with like the dragon of Kun Lun, and when they threw her in, she broke her chains and punched the dragon in the back of his head and killed it. So it's how you roll. So they were like, so of course they're like, ah, yeah, we're kicking your ass out now. <laughs> You've killed our sacred dragon. So they kicked her ass out. Yeah, but you know, you you guys had it coming. Yeah, they pretty much had it coming for you to watch the jerks. 
Yeah. After which she goes, like, she just doesn't teach anywhere of the cavemen how to, like, martial arts or anything. But she goes and does become, like, a defender of the weak. And she punches a bunch of dinosaurs in the face. And uh, she punches, like, crazy uh, cave gorillas in the face. And then, like, Mephisto comes through the form of a serpent. Like, oh, we could be a team. He's like, yeah, I know a devil when I see one. And she punches all the, you know, the snakes in the face. And then... Mephisto goes to the gorilla she just punched in the face and says, hey, gorilla chief. You know, yeah, she kicked your butt. How about, and he's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. She's like, all right, follow the shiny snake, gorilla. Follow the shiny snake, which I thought was kind of funny. And brought him to an infinity stone. He grabbed the infinity stone. He's like, oh, mega power gorilla. So big fight with the gorilla's butt eventually. It's close. And then there's like hell, but eventually she'll like be with the team and blah, blah, blah. It's a great martial arts story. It was fun to read. If this was a martial arts film, it'd be Gonzo because it's like, you know, cavemen and stuff fighting dinosaurs. But it was a really good story. Here's the problem. Why is it Avengers 13? Why the hell do I care? The 1 million BC Avengers were something I thought never should exist in the first freaking place. They were a plot point to bring the Avengers story to where it is. I sure as hope to God they don't bring the 1 million the one million BC Avengers into current continuity. Because every time they do that, like Old Man Logan, who was from another dimension, or they, they take stuff out of their element there. and put yeah. it in, it never works right. So, dear Lord, help me. And if they're not going to, why? Why isn't this an annual or a one-shot or part of the Avengers 1 million BC line they had? It doesn't make any sense. Try to great hugs will put back together. Ah, she punched all the things. It was great. But the, it doesn't make any sense. Why is it number 13? It has nothing to do with what came before it, or I don't think after it, because it's a self-contained story. Why? It makes no damn sense. None. Maybe it was meant for an annual. It is issue 13. I mean, maybe they went a year, 12 issues, and that was supposed to be the annual, and they shifted stuff around. I don't know. But sure as heck doesn't belong as issue 13. And that's my problem. Why is this here? It's entertaining. An accounting error. An accounting error. Could be. There's no, Duncan, the snake deserved it. It was Mephisto. He was like the devil. Got to punch that snake. So, I, I enjoyed it, but the whole time I'm thinking, why is this here? It's totally unlike any Avenger story. It's basically a martial art caveman story. Don't get me wrong. I loved... You know, super martial arts punching dinosaurs and, and cave gorillas. I thought that was cool. I love how she, you know, killed a dragon. And then later, after Kunlun comes back after however many years, she's like, oh, hey, you know what? You killed that dragon. And then, you know, the new dragon came back stronger. It was just waiting for the old one to die. So, hey, great. That actually worked out really well. We appreciate it. So, sorry about what before. Why don't you come back and you'll be the head protector of Kunlun? Huh? Huh? And she's like, nah, screw you dudes. And she walks away. They're like, aw. We're going to like you anyway. So, but yeah, it was a neat story and I really liked it, but it doesn't belong here. You know, it's like you go and you're like, oh man, I want a nice cheeseburger. I want a fast food cheeseburger and I'm going to go to, let's say Burger King, get me a Whopper. Ah, I want a Whopper right now. That's what I'm in the mood for. In a Whopper mood. You go through the drive-thru, you get your bag, you drive out and, you know, there's a beautiful Chipotle burrito in there. And you're like, I don't want a Chipotle burrito. I mean, it's good. I, I, normally, yeah, yeah, but 
I had my heart set on. Had my heart set on GC and Burger King yeah. cheeseburgers. I need the best burger necessarily, but Secret that was thought. that was what I was in the mood for. Some flame broilage. I got a carne asada burrito, and it's not in the mood. And that's what it is. It's, it's a carne. It's a carne asada burrito. It's good, <laughs> but you? it's not what I want in an Avengers book. <laughs> I got you. I got you. You know. Ah. So what? What do we give it? can't rate it too low because it is good i did enjoy it it just is totally out of place you know it's in the grid one of these kids is doing his own thing you know and he's the one you know pouring sand out of a garden hose you know i don't know so not four stars Rob was the emotional trauma super story worse than the old spring conference super asked her why her web search for pictures had their costume missing please tell that wasn't real there I, actually I, was that is the second time Mar Hawkman has said something like that, so I think it was real. In the 60s, or was it the 70s, there was actually a Superman book where Supergirl mentioned him finding love, and then he mentioned that he couldn't because he want, would want a superpowered girlfriend. And he would date her if he could, but cousins aren't allowed to marry on Krypton. But they are allowed to marry in some places on Earth. As he holds her very close. And then she went, I left all the ovens on. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> and that was around 2006. I'll have to check that out. But you know what? I believe it. Actually, that was there was actually around 2000. Yeah, it was right around 2006. There was an issue where uh, the Justice League was pairing up for teams. And then Shazam, uh, Shazam went, oh, I'll go with Power Girl. Uh, it, our powers mesh well together. We we uh, we'll be a great team together. <clears throat> I'll go with Power Girl. It makes sense. He's twelve. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, well then, like Batman leans over to I think it was uh, Green Lantern was like I think he just hit puberty. <laughs> I think. Ah, <laughs> uh, was it Barry Batson? His real name? Billy. 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 Batson. He, yeah, he like leans over and goes, I think Billy hit puberty. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll go, I'll go. I'll go. So I thought. Yeah, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. They're like, yeah, whatever, kid. Just go. All right, so. What do we got? Uh, two and a half, right? No, I'm going to do three and a half. Three and a half. Wow. Like I said, it's a – thank you for showing up. I like the book. It's just totally out of place. It was a great story. If it was, if this was a Red Sonja comic and, like, the mystical wizards of Kunlun shoved her in the past and she was punching dinosaurs, I, yeah, it makes sense. It's Red Sonja. Yeah, it's the way it is. She she has that weird crap after all the time. Yeah, but it's the Avengers. Does, what, it, if it was a lead-in – or if there's stuff before it, where all right in the 1960s, if they showed a story like this, and they would, it would have been preceded by Captain America walking into Tony Stark's you know technology field office, going, "Hey, Shellhead, what are you doing?" And he'd turn around, smoking a cigarette, and saying, "Well, Cap, I was looking at my Chronotron for Avengers in the past. Avengers in the past, you say? Yes. Look as I tune in on Iron Fist of 1 million BC, and then they would show it." Obviously out of continuity, obviously right. not a thing. Right. It was a one shot, one off. That's all they were doing. And they hung a lantern on it for us. Yeah. But it, this one, they took away that lantern. So we're left in the dark as to like, what, they, what they're going to do this? with this. I mean, the 1 million DC Avengers were in early Avengers books, but that story arc is done, 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 done. So why is this even here? No idea. 
Yeah, it, like I said, it was enjoyable. I liked the art style. It worked really well. I loved the way they were showing the martial arts. I liked the story. Everything was very entertaining. But why? Uh, all right, says that, that Superman thing was in a period where Superman had his fortress held in the Amazon jungle. Uh, I'll look that up. They had some weird writing every occasionally. That wasn't Jurgens who did that. Couldn't have been. Jurgens is classy. Uh. Anyway, three and a half stars. I really enjoyed this book, but why is it there? I understand. So, what do you think of this segment? Did you like it? Any thoughts? What are changes? Ideas? What are your thoughts on why Here's a Crisis is so bad, but so many people like it? Do people just hate <laughs> themselves? Or are people just willing to forgive terrible stories to think the art is pretty? Uh, I have a theory. Go ahead. Uh, because of uh, Instagram famous and and uh, p- people people being idolized for no reason at all, uh, people who have a reason to be idolized, uh, we have a need to break them down. Could be. To make them normal. Yeah, you can't have any real heroes after all. To Everyone make us terrible. feel better about ourselves. Right, like they, if you say... They have to be just as jacked up. If you say Thomas Sessman's great, people say, ah, Nikolai Tesla, he didn't invent anything anyway. I'm like, well, it's not really true. And, or if you say Tesla's great, you know, someone's going to say, ah, all he did was wrap wires around rods. He didn't do anything. He married a pigeon. Yeah, so you can't really, you know, say anything. Not well, anything. He, he was a genius. He was also stupid and sane. Yeah, and he did marry a pigeon. Yeah. It wasn't a legal they, ceremony. But he did... So he, so he didn't marry a pigeon. I mean... He, he did introduce the pigeon as his wife. Yes, yes. So he that that happened. He thought he thought he was married. He, he was insane. I already stipulated this. Yes. <laughs> T- Nikolai Tesla made wireless power transfer. No, he didn't. He was working on it. He thought he might have done it, but he didn't do it. Not practical, at least, and not more than a foot. But he was going to build hey, a still. giant energy tower. Yeah. Then, then they stopped giving him money because they went, "Whoa, this guy's crazy." Technically, even if he did it only a foot, it was still a win. Proof well, of concept. Uh, they did proof of concept. You could take a, uh, like a, what do you call it? Not halogen light. Fluorescent light. Sure. And you could hold it near uh, one of those big Van de Graaff generators or Tesla coils. Sure. And it'll actually, because the air is so energized around it, it'll make it glow. Right. So it works. It just is proof lethal of concept. if you yeah, touch oh, yeah. anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be careful of everything you touch in that room. Tesla had too many downsides to work. Exactly. His test run killed dozens of birds. Yeah. And that was a lot of potential girlfriends he killed. So, don't no. miss an episode. <laughs> Sorry. <That was laughs> Follow with notifications and subscribe. If you want more Gotham's Comic Oh, I'm subscribed. I'm happier now. And you can also watch on YouTube because that's a good way. Zap, zap, zap. Put a comment. And uh, I'll comment back. It will be a while because I'm terrible. But uh, we can have a nice conversation. Don't more Garthon, check out uh, YouTube for old segments, especially teaming up with Heathen Dog, mainly in Star Trek and other games. And check my past streams, current lineup, Thursday night and Sunday night, doing Star Trek Online. Always with Heathen Dog, because I can't be trusted by myself. It's true. This is true. So thank you, everyone. Time for the RNG segment. All right. So, uh... RNG is always something that we talk about beforehand. Where I was like, what you got? Nah, nothing. But, wow, normally he's always salty. This time it was me. Yeah. Carthage place with Undine. It was all that tr- time in Wisconsin. I was so cold. My anger had time to build. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It was colder than it was here. And it, here it was negative 32 oh, one day. It was so freaking cold. 
I literally felt my skin freezing when I was outside. There was actually one. When I, all right, when I was in the airport, right, when they opened the jetways, and one of the jetways was always open in the area for disembarking. It was always so cold you could see your breath. Always. He was going overtime. Didn't care. I saw through the window. I stand outside watching the planes and stuff. They were cleaning off some piece of equipment, and I saw a soap bubble, a big old soap bubble, form, right? And as it was floating by the window, I saw it, like, turn cloudy as it froze. And, like, kind of deformed, so it was almost, like, heart-shaped. As part of it froze, but the other part was still trying to move. Sure. And it was, like, floating still, frozen by the window. I was like, it was amazing, right? Like, froze. Yeah, I'll see the YouTube videos. Frozen soap bubbles. Like, really cool. And then it kind of floated. And then the wind took it and smashed into a pole and just shattered. Psh. It's like, wow, that's kind of cool. That's like a statement of the ephemerality of all things. Or is it like a shared moment in the universe? You know, you can look at everyone, yeah, but it was so freaking cold. That's what was happening. It's it, it's amazing how how you can think of it's so beautiful when you're on the other side of you yeah. know glass. Oh, you're it was still so cold. Room. My my breath was yeah. misting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Doug and I said he went the, out and they get a fifty. It was fun for a few seconds. Yowch. Yeah, exactly right. But uh, there, there was one point where you were walking between buildings and you and you thought that wow. I could die here. Yeah, I was walking between two buildings. It's a few hundred feet, and it was so cold, I felt my skin freezing. It was so cold, my, I got a nosebleed. But it was so cold, I couldn't bleed because all the blood just froze in my nose. My nose hairs froze together. I licked my lips, and my tongue stuck to my lip. Oh, stop. <laughs> Serious. You, did you pull some skin off? Is that what happened? Well, I kind of just sat there. Like, I kind of like moved around and wiggled a lot until it came loose. But yeah, it froze. Uh... What else says RNG? Is that for really nerdy girls? Sometimes. Yeah. Rockson says he had to work outside with us and called it froze his cell phone better. Yeah, that's what this was like. Uh, that's not so bad as his eyes small It's easy to find a wonder winterland pretty if you're not out there. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But what I have what do we have this week for the RNG? How long should a JRPG be? Or basically any single player role playing game. Yes, single-player role-playing video game. Yeah, usually on consoles, right. also the PC, especially nowadays. Sure. They're yeah. cross-compatibility. Not talking about action RPGs necessarily, but the modern way that these things usually go... Uh, right now, I'm playing through Dragon Quest XI. I just finished Xenoblade Chronicles 2. To get... Like, not even trying to collect everything, I put about 130 hours into Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I did not unlock everything. I don't have all the blades. I don't have all the stuff. But it's like, it still took me, even if I had skipped a bunch of stuff, it would have been 120 hours or 100 hours to finish that game. That's insane. That's too long. I was enjoying the game. I'm not going to say that it was so long I lost my enjoyment because Siskel Ebert famously said, when someone asked them how long should a movie be, their famous quote was, a good movie's never too long and a bad movie's never short enough. So just like with video games, a good video game is never too long and a bad video game is never too short. You with me? You feel me? I got you. All right. I got you. I so got you. I put over 120 hours in this game. Actually, I put about 150 hours in the game. And I enjoyed it but around the 100-hour mark, I'm thinking, why isn't this done yet? It has a lot of little Skinner box things where, oh, I got to do this little thing. Oh, I got to power up this character. Oh, I got to unlock this and this character. So there's all these little things I'm doing 
that would keep me engaged, but it's one of those ideas of like, why am I doing this? When mm. it doesn't progress the story, it does make this character more powerful, but I really don't even need to use that character. I can just use these, which are already powered up. But I want to know their backstory, but it takes so long to do it. So you end up with this weird situation. Uh, what else says, wow, nowadays games are buying out 20 hours worth of content. Ah, what else, 73? That's shooters. First-person shooters now brag 20 hours of content because yeah. in the old days, this is a quick side note, you would make Half-Life 2 or Quake, or one of those other variants, and that would be the game. And then you'd say, oh, since I got the assets, I'll make some multiplayer maps. Have fun, kids. And that was the free content. Nowadays, like with Battlefield, uh, Star Wars Battlefield especially, the huge one, they release a giant multiplayer game, and maybe they'll slap on a single-player campaign, I guess. Mm. And so if you actually like story and stuff, you're screwed. Because the game is just made for teenage Twitch monkeys who just want to run around teabagging each other. <clears throat> Fortnite. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that's what you get. Uh, like, Titanfall 2, Titanfall 1 was, a, was bad for that, too. An awesome-looking game that unless you're online multiplayer, you don't have a game. Um, whereas... Tidefall 2 had a one-player story, which was very short, like 10, 15 hours. But it was a great story and worth buying the game for that, if you can get the game for about 30 bucks. Um, it's not worth 60 bucks. They're trying to bank on the multiplayer being a selling point, but that game had an awesome, just the right length, 15-hour story mode. 20 if you're bad. That's all you needed. That was great. Uh... Mario says the devs of Call of Duty actually made a public say that over 90 of people play the game ignore the story. I disagree that, no, with no, that. No, no, you, that just means you wrote a bad story. That's that that's that's not the gamer's well, fault. Well, that's what they're looking at from their metrics online, and I think it's it's probably true. But then again, that's become self fulfilling in that they've made the single the story arc so bad and that so worthless no over the years that all yeah. anyone does is the multiplayer. Yeah. Well, since they announced Titanfall 3 coming out. Oh, that's good, because Titanfall 2 did not do very well. So I'm glad there's a... Because I loved Titanfall 2. That's a fun game. Um, Mark says he spent weeks playing Final Fantasy X2, but one day there was a grinding specific boss for an item that only drops in Oversouls, and only Oversouls once every 10th fight. Yeah, that's too much grind. And I will say, Final Fantasy X2, I actually dumped like 180 hours into that. A long time ago. PS2. And... Mm. I had every item, every every dress sphere maxed out. I went through the toughest dungeon in the game and got this the triple duke or whatever it's called, where you do triple damage to everything. It was just anyway. But back to the original uh, idea. The original uh, JRPGs, we'll say original for purpose of this uh, conversation, being stuff like Final Fantasy 1, Final Fantasy 2 in Japan, or Final Fantasy... Oh, what was 2 in Japan? 4? Anyway. Fantasy Star. Fantasy Star 2. Uh, Mark says it need it, but like, yeah, it's like you don't, it's something you don't need. It's just you do it, and it kind of burns you out. I'm not saying much. It's just that we hit some kind of par for content and storytelling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dunk Knights of Time was probably my favorite of the current console generation. Also, with the co-op wave, but yeah, that was fun. But like, uh, you could beat one of the first NES era 
RPGs in 40 hours or less. Actually, yeah. if you really power through it, you could beat Final Fantasy 1 on the NES in 20 hours if you power through it. Um, if you already know what you're doing. If you know exactly where to go, what to yeah. do, what to fight, how to grind, you can do 20 hours or less. I, I think there are speed runs even faster. But my record was about 20 hours because I've played that game a lot. However, the game started getting longer because they've started putting in more content, more little things, and that was neat. But now you hit this tipping point where the games try to be super long because they want to keep that engagement. But I want to go to a different game. I want to see the story, but I want to go to a different game. So the idea becomes, at what point is a game too long, even if it's really good? Right now, the modern idea seems to be 80 to 100 hours for a JRPG. For, for me, that's too much. I, I, I sit I sit between 40 and 60. That's where I sit. Uh, I would say between, depending on your epic scale, 60 to 80 for me. Uh, but then I'm more of an RPG player than you are. Mm. You know, I, I love that stuff. That's my bread and butter. Um, so to me, 60, 80 hours on the outside, that's, you know... And I'm not even talking like open world games like Skyrim or Xenoblade 2 is kind of open world, I guess. Um, but the open open world games are going to have more time because they expect you to do more stuff. But even then, those could be the story arcs of those could be shortened quite a bit. Yeah, Duncan Idaho says 40, 40 to 60 for a linear experience, non sandboxy type game. Yeah, I That's probably where you want to go. Yeah, and and I, but for for I I would go with your with your range, if it was a sandboxy like game like Skyrim or yeah, Skyrim or, uh, or Xenoblade or Chronicles or whatever, yeah, yeah. that's sixty to eighty. I, I'll yeah, and that's good. Like forty to sixty is a great place to be for a linear story. For, yeah, there's and if you you could put other stuff in there like the Final Fantasy games, like seven and such would put in all this additional stuff you didn't have to do, right? And you you knew yeah. I don't have to go over there to do that. Mm-hmm. And you could really expand your time doing this stuff, but you didn't need to. But more and more, it feels like you kind of have to do that stuff, or you really Nowadays, want to do that yes. stuff. Yes, because the because uh, it's it's not just extra like cool stuff you get for doing the side missions. It's stuff that later on becomes important to do the another main mission. Right, and also there'll be really important story points in the side missions where you could mm-hmm. skip it, but then you're missing half the story. Right. Uh, well, that's not what it's supposed to be. It really depends on the content. If there are sites with hobbies, even decorating, housing, whatnot, you could do. There's more fun to do beside the storyline. That's true, but usually for a one-player linear experience, that's not as important. For open world, yeah. that one's very important. Right. Yeah, Mar- 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 unless you want the best of the best gear. Right. Which is why I curb stomped that one boss next to so many times. Yeah, like at the end of X2, after I went through, what do they call that, endless, that near endless dungeon where you have to fight the priest at the end? But I went through that, got all the super mega stuff at the end, and by the time I said, okay, I think I'm ready to go to the final boss, I walked up, went, ah, and he died, and I went, oh. Does it? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to kind of dust him off. Sorry. sorry, I didn't mean to kill you so fast there, because that's all that happened. Were, were, were you going to speechify? Were you, were you going to tell me how you're going to eat no, my bones? Like, I'm about to destroy the universe, and bat. Like, oh, that was my first attack. I'm so sorry. I'm... But, I'll, uh... I'll, I'll, I'll use my left arm next time. <laughs> It was really kind of pathetic. And on top of that, um, like game length for an action game, 
around 20 hours to me is perfect. A lot of people are trying to pad out to like 40 hours of see, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, too long. Yeah, I'm with you on that one because for for an action game, you have to stay super engaged the entire time, or you're gonna die. Right. And and if you try and do that for a 40 hour game, you're just gonna burn out before you reach the end. And it's like you, it's like you can watch someone who's really good at say. Mega Man, if you watch them play, like, Mega Man 2 is one of my favorite Mega Man games, you can blow through that game in two hours. Easily. But, if you're a speedrunner, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're speedrunner, 30 minutes. But you also, you've played it so much, all of its muscle memory. Right. I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's But even it's all, if you don't know what, what you're doing, you know, when I was a kid, it took me, you know, days to get through it. But total playtime, not being an idiot, probably maybe around 20 hours. You know? But the thing is, they keep making these games longer and longer so that they could claim, like, engaged hours or you could feel like you bought a bigger game or it's, like, worth investing in. But there comes this point where it's no longer worth investing your time. And it's interesting to see... This was the things about interest about the trophy system in modern games. Like, you could look, and I could jump on one of my games and look at this the uh, PlayStation trophies... And you can see, like, oh, look, 90% of the people got this trophy, 80% got this much, 50% got this. You can see at what point in the game half the people said, I'm done. Yep. You can see, if you see a trophy that is, like, only, like, 1.2% did this, you're like, okay, that's freaking insane to do then. Right? But it, you can usually you'll see, like, people who beat the game, it's around 20% a lot of times. And I think a lot of that's just because the games are too damn long. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't even, I don't even look at accolades and achievements you know i don't even bother with that because i'm just sticking to the story i'm not right uh, i'm not worried about the other junk right um with the first time i played final fantasy 7 i beat the game in less than 30 hours i think honestly it was 22 hours i beat the game um which not say it was like a 22 hour sit down and played it's just i skipped every side quest and every side mission because i my opinion at the time was if i don't need to do it i won't I will tell you, my last fight with Sephiroth in that game took three hours. Whereas everyone else I talked to was like, what? That, that fight was really easy. You kind of walk in, uh, 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 and he dies, and then you do the, the thing at the end. I, mean, I went through that game at such a low level that the entire like last dungeon was me throwing potions at everyone to keep them alive every fight. And I got hit by Sephiroth's super mega attack over and over again. Just because I only had one person who would not have every stats. That fight was insanely bad for me. When it should have just been an okay fight. But I was so under-equipped for it. You know, I was like rezzing someone all the time. But I eventually beat him. Took hours in that one fight. Mm -hmm. I burned through a lot of potions. I think I had like 21 or 22 hours. To a point where people didn't believe me I beat the game. It's like, no, look, look where I'm saved. Look at my time. They're like, that's, you can't, no. I was so Hacks. I was so underpowered. I didn't... Like, you're supposed to level, like, your limit break attacks. I didn't know how to do it. I guess I skipped that day in school. And so I was still with, like, level one limit breaks at one out of five. So I was like, eh, I could barely hurt him. And at the end, the way that that game ends is, like, a dramatic scene where you're supposed to use your final limit break against him to kill him. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. So what happens when it went to that dramatic scene, the final limit break, like, lit up. Bling! And showed up. It's like, oh, so I like, so I could hit him with it and kill him. Awesome. <laughs> so the game actually had to account for people like being idiots like me. It's like, here's that ability, kill him now. Anyway, 
So that so that's been on my mind a lot lately because now I've been playing a few RPGs in a row. I'm on Dragon Quest XI, which is a great game. It's very much in the spirit of Dragon Quest VIII and such. You could really feel the lineage of the whole game. Nice sense of humor, good action, really great looking game, fun to play, intuitive but doesn't hold your hand. Like there's no here your quest is here type stuff. It's someone says, oh no that person is in such and such town. And that's your hint, bud. You know. Yeah. If you forget where you're going, you can talk to your... What's nice is if you forget where you're going, you can talk to your party members. And they'll say something like, oh, we need to go find the gem of so-and-so. I hope so-and-so has it. Like, yes. And then you can... But there's no glowy pass. There's no lit markers for who your quest people are. Yeah. So, there's sort of this. But it's a very nice intuitive level. Ducks look for a new RPG with custom characters down with Warframe and Terra, but that's quite sticking yet. Terra's neat. Terra's M- neat. MMOs yeah. are another game entirely. That, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're meant to be infinitely long. Yes. But even then, there's a point where the grind is too much and you just give up and say, screw this game. It's true. But So that's been on my mind a lot lately because I've had two games in a row that are both asking for over 100 hours. And as much as I'm enjoying them, it's like I have other games I want to play. And I have limited time. So don't make me choose. And that's what's happening. So that's just a thought I was thinking. Uh, I think that Garthon's preference is that a single-player linear story RPG, about 40 to 60 hours. I'm actually more leaning towards 60. I like a bigger game. Sure. Um, An open-world game, you should be able to get through the storyline about 60 hours. Maybe 80 with a lot of side-questing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um I think I got through GTA 5 in about 86 hours, I think it was. Um, that's a fun game. It's definitely an adult game. Do not let your kids play that game, for God's sake. Which um, one? Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. I don't care if they're like, I'm 13, I'm an adult now. God, no. Nope. Stay nope. far away from GTA nope. 5. No, no, no. No, no. I mean, even if I was 13 playing that game, I'd be thinking, I should not be playing this game. <laughs> and it's not for the violence, necessarily. It's for everything together. Uh, Mars says, I've been playing CO for years and still haven't played every quest. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy is a great game. 23 is too young for GTA. Yeah, I... You know, it... What, Grand Theft Auto V has some, like, really interesting characters who are absolute psychop... who are, like, entertaining... But they, but need, they're to, they need to be murdered. crazy. They yes. are so freaking nuts. They are terrifying. And you know there's people somewhat like them out there in the world, and they are terrifying monsters, and you want them dead, or at least locked behind bars and away from society. But in that game, they're highly entertaining. Mm. It's kind of like that whole, you know, watching crime dramas, things like a character be highly interesting, but you know they're a psycho. And man. Like, I wouldn't want to have a beer with them. Yeah. But it's a fun story. It's a this is highly entertaining, but God, this guy's a monster. This guy's just holy crap. Um. So anyway, I'll say it's just on my mind. For an action game, twenty hours I think is a nice place to be. Yes. Um, there are action RPGs, and that's another thing entirely. That's just a weird animal. That's just a weird animal. Well, it's like Final Fantasy yeah. 15 is basically an action RPG. Hmm. And that one's a bit long, in my opinion. It kind of starts going on. You're like, yeah, get get to it. But Final Fantasy 15 needs its own rant. Classification? Yeah, it needs its own rant on my part. Mm, got so, it. I don't hate the game. 
it's like Avengers number 13, <laughs> where it's not it's bad. It's a good story. It just doesn't but fit But it's anywhere. not a Final Fantasy mainline game, and it was never intended to be. But then it became one. And it shouldn't have been. It's not bad. It's just, you know, when you want a cupcake and you get a muffin, you're like, that's a great muffin. I wanted a cupcake. But, yeah, I want You know? I you know, you. or you want dinner rolls and they give you cornbread and you're like, I don't want cornbread. I want a dinner roll. Cornbread's good. It's sweet and stuff. And I like it. I'm from the South. I like some cornbread. But I wanted a dinner roll. Think, you know, so that's, that's the thing. Yeah, Duncan says he only made it 20 hours in a five to 13. Did he beat the boss for the game? Gets good. Felt it did enough. Fawcett, I have played about 15 hours of Final Fantasy 13 twice. That game's painful to get into. Mm. Mark Hawkins' 15, Final Fantasy 15 is the JRPG, and fused with MMO, the result is ginormous. Sort of, except you also have to fuse it with Kingdom Hearts 3, or Kingdom Hearts. Cause that's, oh, for minigames? No, that's how you fight. Okay. It's like playing Kingdom Hearts. Got it. You bounce around, you teleport around, you leap through the air and stab with your sword a lot. You have some teammates around you. It's... A lot like Kingdom Hearts, the way you fight. It was never meant to be a mainline game. It was supposed to be a side game, like Final Fantasy Zero. Um, but from what I've read, they were the team was work. One team was working on the a Final Fantasy side game. It had its own title, and another team was working on the a mainline Final Fantasy 15 game. It came time. Square was doing its assessments, like, okay, time to show the new Final Fantasy game. And they went out there, and they looked at the at Final Fantasy 15 and went, "We can't release this crap. Nothing works. It's broken. It's boring. It's a step backward." And they tossed the game out. So you, we can't release this. And they looked around in panic, like, "Oh crap, we can't go this long without releasing a mainline Final Fantasy game." So they looked at the side project, said that looks pretty good. Guess what? You're not Final Fantasy 15. The director of that game went, "No." This is not a mainline game. It won't work. The fans will riot. And they went, the fans will love it because we said so. Oh, that always ends well. Oh, yeah. Duncan I says, team mechanics seem bad, crap, bad, crap, insane. Why is there friendly fire on spells? Yes. Why? And you can't turn it off. Friendly fire in MOSA play is always why. Yeah, it's, you have your teammates running around. You're fighting a boss. He's vulnerable to fire. You go and take all the effort to make a mega powerful fire spell. You can't just cast spells. You have to like craft them, okay? Mm -hmm. So it's more like alchemy than spell casting. You sure. throw the mega huge lightning, combined fire. lightning, yeah. black hole firebomb at the thing, and your party members stand next to it, I'll go, ah, and die. And you're like, oh. If you're standing too close, you go, ah, and die. So, so basically, the game is made for you not to use magic. And then it tells you Got magic it. would be great in this fight. No, well, nope. not if I want my team to live. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Nope. And also, like, there are summons, but you can never actually tell the game when it happens. They just start happening, and then you have to agree to it or say no. It's like, wow, I wish I could really cast a summon in this fight. Now nah, you have no control. The game will let you know if that happens. Just Got it. Check. A, a lot of issues with 15. A lot of issues. All a right. A lot of issues. Anyway. But that was what was on my mind, the length of modern JRPGs. Why are they so damn long? Why? Why? You're, you, you've, you've crossed the boundary where it's like, I want more content to please give me less content. 
I find okay. your game fascinating, interesting. I want to play it, but there will come a point where I will just say, F you, I'm done. If I only had two games, okay, great. I would love more content. I have a lot of games, and there's always new ones. And Steam has a lot of sales. Mm. I, don't have, I don't have 180 hours for you. <laughs> or Hawk is still complaining to you. Or your team's at a safe distance and you cast a spell they'll move in the line of fire. Oh god, yes. Like I said, just so many. Or you get the flying car at the end. Alright, 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 he's the dog. I gotta tell you this. Gotta tell you this. We're going back real quick. Flying car? Well, all Final Fantasy games have a thing where you get a flying ship, right? At some okay. point. There's always a flying ship. Even if you feel like you get it for like a tiny bit, there's always a flying ship. You don't get this one until based until after you beat the game. So you have to beat the main boss, and then you get then your car, you can do a modification to it to make it fly. Right? Sure. It's like, cool, now I can fly to all those places. I've got to drive as long. Yeah, you, you drive a lot. And, yeah, that'll be cool. Taking off of this thing is a pain in the butt. But not as big as a pain in the butt as trying to land it. You ever play Top Gun on the NES? Where you're trying to, like, land your plane in the flight deck, and the flight deck's moving up and down, and you're trying to get the knob, no matter what you crash? It's sure. like that. So you go to land, you have to find a long, straight stretch of road, because if you go too slow, you lose lift and you crash. If you go too fast, you skip, or or a car will come around the corner and hit you from the front and you die. And it's not like, oh, we're injured. You die. So so it, it turned into a flight simulator? Yeah, it but turns into a flight why? simulator. And the why? Thing, what's sad is, it's supposed to be, yeah, I can fly. It's such a pain in the butt. You're like, I'm never doing that. Yeah, I never want to fly again. I flew once, got the achievement, I landed, I learned to fly again, I took me three times. I finally figured out how to land, and I went, never doing that again. I just wanted to see if I could do it. I could do it. I'm done. Fair enough. But my guys could take fireballs from giant demon ifrites, you know, that crack planets in half, and I'll take a quarter of my health damage. But if I'm, you know slowly landing my car and I my wingtip hits a mountain I go Meow! I all die I die. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone dies. Fiery death. Fiery death for everyone. <laughs> that uh, doesn't you're right, that doesn't make sense. I can get hit by magical meteors. Yeah, and I'm fine. It'd but be fine. But... This car takes a tumble, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Fender bender. Uh Tony says it's like the desk like the experience of Halo team kills and said, Hey this is funny. Team kills are great. Let's add to the game. Without understanding the difference between uh, an uplifting comedy and tragic irony. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, ah. All I right, can make a whole go. thing of Final Fantasy 15. So, let's go. thank you everyone for enjoying the RNG. Make sure, everyone, oh, it's time for the end. Spread the word. Each goal we hit in 2019 will have a specific contest for that venue supporters. All four goals, if, if all four goals are achieved in 2019 and for three months, we'll have a giveaway that gives out at least $1,000 from prizes. And don't forget... My promise tonight, one very special acrylic on canvas painting of you as an epic hero yep. or warlord. Your choice. Yep, whatever you want. I'll even make it space-themed if you want. I could do that. I have black paint. And white paint to make little stars. I could do that. Yep. My paintings are not bad. They're not great. I'm not promising you talent. I'm promising you a painting. Yes. Make sure to tell everyone, friends, family, nerds, everyone you know, uh, we have over 200 family-friendly weekly live streams every single... You, riding a tardigrade? I will paint you riding a tardigrade Done. if you win. Done. I will take custom requests. I will do that. It'll take a while to get your painting. 
Because I'm going to have to have to paint it. I'm not going to have anything pre-made just waiting to put someone's head on it. No! Entire custom painting. 100% custom original. That's right. <laughs> if you win. If you win. Uh, make sure Elegant streams every day. Amazing soda content. And other games for your enjoyment. Heathen Dog streams his less plays, which are always entertaining. Especially when something breaks his soul. I mean, especially when he wins victoriously and overcomes all odds. Garth and Heathen Dog team up, and you can watch them yell at each other and and and, could, and uh, say each other caused the team to tank, and then blame Tilly and agree. Oh, well, that's easy. <laughs> that's it's, an easy one. Because right it's there. Tilly's fault. It's, it's obviously Tilly's, Tilly's fault. Ah, uh, remember everyone, join the Legion, become one of us, be our friend. We'll be your friend. We'll all have friends. Let's go full screen. Boom. You can Boom. Uh, join us on Discord. Follow us on Twitter at Legion of Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look for Legion of Myth. Watch us live on Twitch. Interact. Have fun. Just like these fine gentlemen are doing. Look at all the conversations we have. Audio version is available through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. It's your support that keeps us going. You can support us in many different ways through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Legion of Myth. Through a Streamlabs donation. Twitch.streamlabs.com slash Legion of Myth. Getting our gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love with your Legion of Myth gear. Ah, oh, yes, Malahar, that counts. That is Dutch Twitch cheering. Cheer 100. Great yep. job, guys. Twitch cheer counts. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. Upcoming activities. Remember, Twitch followers subscriber giveaway, February 2019. February 16th, we've agreed. Prizes. Every five entries activates a up to three $25 Amazon gift cards. You can read there. If... We get enough things. We'll give away all three, and it's it's possible to win all three. It is. Praise to give away books, video games, lots of swag, and remember, spread the word. Follow the crowd giveaway this month. Everyone, JanCon 2020, January registration, May activity sign up, events August 2020. It's early. Join us. Have fun. Here's our stream schedule. Gary in every single day of the week. Just turn it on. It's probably him. He's the dog. Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday live stream. Garth on Sunday, Thursday, Saturday live stream. Max Leo on YouTube. Oh, hell yeah. He's dirty. He's naughty. He's mean. It's the angry slow show. Warn the children. Impress your friends. Let the ladies know what kind of man you are with the angry slow show. We are talking to Algarian. Thank you, everyone. Remember, you've won life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great journal and novel.